0: special edition of the Daily Cal Arts and Entertainment's Real Talk. Uh, Today we're talking all things Halloween but also very specific things Halloween which you'll find out in a bit. My name is Anika. I'm the Daily Cal Arts and Entertainment Editor. And I'm Grace. I'm an Assistant Arts and Entertainment Editor for the Daily Cal. Yes, and um, I was also film beat ages ago, back in, back in the golden age, um, <laughs> before I became editor. But uh, I like talking about movies. And Grace was theater beat, but she also likes talking about movies. Yes, I'm a well-rounded individual. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about Halloween movies today. Um, Halloween is quickly approaching. We're currently recording this on the 26th. The 25th. Today is the 25th of (laughs) October, which means that Halloween is coming up next week. Um, And so as we're slowly but surely getting plans together, we're also thinking about things that we're going to be watching in preparation for the holiday and things that we watched around the holiday when we were younger. Yeah, this podcast um, is a
1: special concept because Aniga is a scaredy cat and her preferred um, brand of Halloween movie is pretty team um, and I would describe myself as a bit of a horror buff so I like it to get a little gnarlier <laughs> in my Halloween movie picks so we thought it would be fun to kind of present our dueling lists of our favorite Halloween movies and so if you listen to this podcast whether you're you know a little shy i don't know
0: <laughs> whether <What are laughs> halloween averse yeah scary things averse yeah maybe it's halloween averse altogether but if you yeah how about this however you you know for whatever reason you
1: enjoy halloween maybe you enjoy halloween because like you're really into like that like gritty horror like crazy stuff like me or maybe you enjoy halloween because it's like a fun can't be holiday um Either way, there will be movie recommendations tailored to you in this podcast, which is
0: we're doing this to
1: serve the listeners, really.
0: Yeah. I am so excited for Halloween to be done because that means we're going to be in November and that means we get to think about food. Um, I like to keep things fun, keep things classy. I hate anything scary. Um, I get spooked at like plot twists, like, intense plot twists in movies, (gasps) I, like, think about it for, like, weeks to come. Like, at the end of Fight Club, like, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He wasn't real. And thought about (laughs) that Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, I was spooked for a solid few months after watching that movie, I would say. It still spooks me. So, I hate how I hate, I don't hate Halloween. I hate things that are scary. That being said, I'm obviously going to be going for my top four fun, non-scary for you scary-averse folks like me. (laughs) Um, I'm going to be picking my top four favorite fun Halloween movies. And I'm going to be picking my top four favorite scary Halloween movies. Yeah, and towards the end we'll try to we'll try to swap. <laughs> um, before we get into our top four, um, I'm going to be giving some honorable mentions to my favorite Halloween movies. Um, something something along those lines, anyway. I would say Edward Scissorhands is something that did not make the list, but is still a worthy Halloween movie, as a lot of other Tim Burton films are. Um, I think that he's sort of at the peak of a fun, campy, stylistic Halloween things, and, and I think that's one of my favorites of his. Um, Zombieland is something that's, that's fun, that's, I mean, scary in terms of, like, it's violent, but... Fun. It's it's definitely more camp violence than actual violence, um, and of course, the entire Harry Potter franchise. Because my justification for including this on my honorable mentions Halloween list is because as a kid, they would always play it on what was ABC Family during Halloween time. They would always marathon like all of the movies, and so I associate the movies with Halloween roughly. And I love them, but I, I can't feel justified in actually including them on this list. No, <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs>
1: I get that. I get that. There's that one scene in Harry Potter three that always reminds me of Halloween where like the, the choir is sitting there holding the frogs and they sing like the double, double toil and trouble speech from Macbeth. I think it's really Halloweeny and fun. The third one is like the most Halloweeny to me. There
0: say. you go. And all of yeah. the music, like the entire score is so, so Halloween-esque. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Okay, my honorable mentions, I'm just gonna say, like, get some classics out of the way, like, Psycho, Halloween, Poltergeist, The Thing, Alien, you know, The Exorcist, all of those classic horror movies that, yes, I have seen, and yes, they are amazing, but this is a personal list, so I just want to get them... They're honorable mentions. They're good. We love them. Um, And then a few others. uh, What else do I have on here? Sinister and The Purge. Just because I remember going to see those in middle school when I was like first getting into horror movies. And I think that they're both pretty like fun and scary and have like schlocky premises that are like good easy horror watches that I think are good. Um, Carrie because I love Stephen King and then Ghostbusters for obvious reasons. Not the 2016 one. (laughs) The original one, I remember watching it with my family when I was a kid, and this Ghostbuster is like, it's so fun, but it's not really
0: scary, so it couldn't be on my list. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. (laughs) Um, Okay, shall we get into it? Yeah. Uh, Those were our honorable mentions. Don't be mad at us for not shouting out your favorites. They might be coming up, or they might not. Don't be (laughs) mad at us still. Um, Anyway, my number four is It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, which is definitely a cop-out when it comes to movies, because I think it's, I mean, it's like 25 minutes, and I think it's technically like a television special. But nonetheless, I think that the Charlie Brown specials in general are the ideal movies to watch around any of the holidays. Um, And I think that It's the Great Pumpkin is no exception. Uh, Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this special besides (laughs) I think it's extremely nostalgic and cute, and I think you can never be too old or too young for it. So It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Also, like, I... I sympathize with Charlie Brown. Why? Actually I don't. Like I haven't struggled for like like anything, but also like I feel like he's that like, you know, the, the underdog protagonist, like just a good, a good guy, like a kind-hearted <laughs> fellow. He's <laughs> trying his best. He's just trying his best. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> four for you, Charlie Brown. Um, yeah, that's my number four. Um
1: Okay, my, <laughs> I, yeah, the Ch- Charlie Brown is cute. The Charlie Brown special I remember best is the Christmas one. Yeah, I must admit, I, feel I think like
0: there's two, but everyone what? remembers the one where the little, they they tree sing around guy. the tree. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, there's another one where they sing like "Hark, the Herald Angels Sing." That's a good song too. Good. Yeah. I have them all on DVD, so yeah. (laughs) Okay, continue. Okay. (laughs)
1: Um, My number four pick is The Conjuring. Um, The Conjuring was the first true horror movie that I saw. I saw it the last year I went trick-or-treating when I was 14 and I had to watch it literally through my hands, which I don't think I've done with a horror movie since. Um, I also think that the Conjuring franchise has spawned some really good entries since and that James Wan's kind of creative direction really elevates both The Conjuring and its sequel um, from its you know horror contemporaries i mean there are so many scares in the conjuring that are just like old school like terrifying i mean this one's famous from the trailer but like the 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 clap clap mm-hmm. scene um where the mom is i'm not gonna describe it go watch it <laughs> but i remember when those hands came out next to her ear i just like shat myself yeah. like it's so yeah. good um i still like old school haunted house creepy but just like really well done like stylistically and well written and like scary like yeah I love the conjuring movies
0: yeah I've obviously never seen a conjuring film (laughs) but my only knowledge of them is that it's like a series of never-ending sequels like I feel like sequels and spin-offs from the conjuring series are just so like pervasive every year I feel like I see Something coming out from the Conjuring yeah. concept, franchise, whatever you might call it. Annabelle? Was that the most recent one? Annabelle Comes Home came out this summer, there and that was another one where I was like, was it objectively good? Yeah. Like,
1: maybe not, but I yeah. had a lot of fun in the theater watching it. So, I mean, most of the time, the Conjuring spinoffs that aren't directed by James Wan are like very yeah. hit or miss but like if Disney has the Marvel Cinematic Universe I mean Warner Brothers has like the, the Conjuring, Conjuring Cinematic universe. <laughs> universe yeah um because it's so easy I mean they're I mean the Annabelle stuff is overkill I didn't even think Annabelle was like that scary when she showed up for the first time in the first Conjuring movie I was like okay whatever and then they made three movies about Annabelle which you know more power to you. they made money I don't care yeah. um but I think that, like, the flagship, like, the Conjuring 1 and the Conjuring 2, I think are both very good. I think that Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are really strong leads. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, a genius premise in terms of creating a Conjuring cinematic universe. Because it's about two real, you know, ghost hunters and demonologists, I say with air quotes, Ed um, and Lorraine Warren. And they have all of these case files that you can just, like, do whatever with. Um, and they're making Conjuring 3. Um, And James Wan is not directing it, which I'm like, but maybe it'll be really good. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm hopeful. Yeah. But I love that first movie. It's just like old fashioned, very scary, really well done.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, My number three is one that I'm extremely enthusiastic about. (laughs) Um, So... I'm going to go with Ghostbusters, the 2016 version for this. This is insane. Um, with all due respect to <laughs> the original 1980s Ghostbusters, I think Ghostbusters 2016 was a hoot and a half. Um, so this was directed by Paul Feig. Yes. Um, and I I mean, it had a cast of SNL veterans, if you will, and, and uh, Melissa McCarthy. Um, so yeah. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, I think that I'm not typically a fan, the biggest fan of like Kristen Wiig in her film form as much as everyone else's. I didn't love like Bridesmaids as much as everyone else did, but I think Ghostbusters, honest to God, gave everyone um, in the main cast a really cool opportunity to stand out. Um, I probably went to see this movie in theaters like, (laughs) a solid four times um, with my friend's senior year. Although I definitely was also friends with people that saw it more than seven or eight times, I think. (laughs) Um, This was Kate McKinnon at Peak Kate McKinnon ness. And um, it was her playing a strange, exaggerated version of herself in the film, Um, as did everyone else in the film, honestly, just a strange, exaggerated version of some aspect of their personality. And so it was a really cool personality showcase. It was just a lot of fun. It was just a, a revamp of the original, kind of follow the same tracks more or less. But I will say, with the crucial, crucial addition of one, Chris Hemsworth who is so funny in this movie. He is so funny. Um, easily, like, the best part of the film for me. Um, yeah, and now they're rebooting Ghostbusters again, but just with a male cast, so I'm kind of like, what's the point, you yeah, know? they're giving it back
1: to the fans.
0: I I, um. just,
1: <laughs> I guess it just wasn't good enough. No, it has, the, this reboot has, like, the original cast coming back, so the yeah. whole thing is like, oh, like, we get it, you guys. Like, back yeah. to the classics. The 2016 Ghostbusters is it's fun a mediocre (laughs) summer comedy that I laughed a fine amount at um there's a fallout boy remix of the Ghostbusters theme song yes
0: I don't know if I'd call it iconic (laughs) you're right it's not iconic um scratch any term iconic but I will say that (laughs) Ghostbusters 2016 a lot of fun if you haven't seen it it's a good weekend watch just Um, go for it If you have time this week, you know? Um, yeah. Ghostbusters 2016. That's all I have to say on that. (laughs) I'm gonna... That's... That was
1: on your list for sure. Uh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) my number three ranked, um... For this one, I picked a movie that I saw from this year because I always think it's good to shout out, um the best recent things that horror has been doing. So my pick for number three is Ready or Not, which came out this summer. And if you haven't seen it, it's about, the main character's name is Grace. Which is my name. Um, uh, The main character's name is Grace, and she marries into this, like, super rich family. And she finds out that on her wedding night, because this family is, like, a, you know, made their fortune off of board games, it's a tradition that at midnight, she has to play a game. Um, And unlucky for her, the game that she has to play is hide-and-seek, where she hides, and all of the, you know, all of her new in-laws try to find her and kill her. (laughs) Um... And so it's very kind of B-movie, exaggerated premise. It reminded me of, like, a Clue-type movie in some respects, because the whole thing takes place in kind of this, like, labyrinthine mansion, and they have all these old-style weapons, like a crossbow, and it's all these, like, dumb, exaggerated, kind of, like, comical, one-percenter personalities going after our, like, scrappy protagonist, Grace. Um, And so... I just thought that movie was a ton of fun. It's like a perfect 90 minutes. It's got a lot of cheesy one-liners. The script is very well-structured. And it's a blast. So it's not a supernatural horror film, but I think you have to have a good balance of, like, your demons are scary and your... You know, our worst enemies are each other type of movies, <laughs> and
0: so this would be the latter. Uh, you saw this with me, actually. I did. I actually loved this movie. Yeah. I'm a little sad because I kind of feel like, with 2019, as with a lot of other movies, it's one of those it's one of those films that kind of came and went. Yeah. Um, and I really would encourage more people to see it I think they were really going for like a lot of iconic cult film imagery um with their costume design and um set design and just the concepts and characters that they presented in the movie I think um it was really clever and I think that it definitely veers on more um it's not necessarily a straightforward horror film by any chance. It's more of like an adventure film. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's definitely one, it's violent, like undoubtedly, but I think it's so much fun to like sit there and watch. Yeah, Um, Yeah. and I really, really loved it. So I'll second that.
1: It kind of delights in its own campiness. and It's a satire, but it's a very obvious Mm -hmm. satire um, about like, the rich are crazy. Um, Which is a message that a lot of other films this year have been saying and this one says it in very simplistic terms but like not necessarily bad terms I thought this was a great movie it's a ton of fun it's an easy watch so I think I'm gonna be busting that out again this whole
0: Yeah. yeah speaking of class divisions and horror films do we want to give a little shout out to the other film you had listed oh, for number three yes obviously
1: <laughs> I was like okay I'm gonna do like a movie from 2019 on my list the other movie that I consider doing as my horror shout out for 2019 is Jordan Peele's Us <laughs> um I really liked Us I think that it's does a good job like in developing an iconic monster again mm-hmm. with air quotes like the look of like the red jumpsuit and the scissors mm-hmm. is terrifying and i think that that movie does a lot of really intriguing things mm-hmm. i don't think i think it it's social commentary is like there but not necessarily as cohesive as it can be right but i think that like us is a movie that delights in its like symbols and allegory and it also like is a traditional horror movie in that mm-hmm. it has, like, effective jump scares and well-composed, like, scary visuals. Um, I think the setting is really cool, like, a lot of the different settings of the film. And I think Lupita Nyong'o is amazing in that movie, so that would mm-hmm. be my second shout-out for a horror movie this year, but Ready or Not just kind of edged it out for me, because I thought Ready or Not was a bit more um, cleanly structured,
0: and it's just yeah. kind of, like, good, clean fun. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, going into my number two for my favorite Halloween films. Uh, I had to include a Tim Burton thing, a Tim Burton flagship film on here, and that's Beetlejuice. Uh, I could, again, I could have filled this list only with Tim Burton films. I love Tim Burton, but I think that this is the film that kind of exemplifies him at his, not just his best, but also kind of takes bits and pieces of all of his directing quirks and characteristics and just sort of presents them on a platter for us to enjoy. Um, The cast in this movie is amazing. Peak 1980s. Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis are this married couple who obviously interact the most with Michael Keaton's Beetlejuice character um first of all that's also in my opinion the best Michael Keaton performance um I remember when when your good old Birdman came out um years and years later it was it was I mean it was the same like I think Michael Keaton has had a resurgence in his career in like later years for sure but this is like the movie that kind of besides of course the Batman films that sort of really exemplifies Michael Keaton as just, like, a fun comic actor. Um, and, of course, there is the dinner the dinner table scene in this movie, which is the entire family, um, the non-afterlife family, if you've seen the film, sitting around. That's just sort of, I think, um, one of the best scenes of the 1980s. Uh, and this was back when... Um, Winona Ryder was also at her her nineteen eighties movie queen, etc. Sort of, I guess her image, her her entire aesthetic was built on films like Beetlejuice in the nineteen eighties. So I, I love this film. I think it's a lot of fun. It's a family film. Um, it's something that's extremely rewatchable that I watched growing up. And yeah, I want to see this again. I think it's fun. Yeah.
1: Moment of great shame. I have not seen Beetlejuice. I have failed as a citizen (laughs) of our society. I will argue, you know, another Tim Burton, Michael Keaton collab that I will argue is my favorite is Batman Returns. That scene, uh, the Catwoman scene in that movie is really good. Anyway, (laughs) I haven't seen Beetlejuice, so sorry, I don't have (laughs) of you. but I'm sure that it's great. It is, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my number two, um, ranked for scary Halloween movies is me cheating because it is a double feature. It's two movies, but they're thematically tied, so it's okay that they're the same ranked. Um... My number two ranked is a Stephen King double feature um, between Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, obviously, and 2017's It. Um, The first It Chapter One, as we now call it, because Chapter Two just came out. Um, These are on the list for different reasons, and they're very different (laughs) Stephen King adaptations. Stephen King really hates one of them and is okay with the other. Stephen King hates Kubrick's The Shining, famously, and I think one of the main reasons is because Kubrick's film depicts the protagonist, Jack, as being kind of morally ambiguous from the beginning. Like, Nicholson is, like, just subtly creepy kind of from the beginning, and it's more ambiguous whether or not, like, the hotel makes him go crazy or whether that was in him all along. It's, like, very thematically interesting in that way. And King's book is a little more cut and dry. Mm-hmm. All of Stephen King's protagonists are writers who are from New England. Mm-hmm. So uh, the protagonist in The Shining starts off like a little bit more obviously good and then it's more explicit that like it is the hotel that makes him go crazy and Jack is just a poor guy who got possessed by the ghosts of the hotel and the movie is a bit murkier in that regard. So I think that's one of the main reasons Stephen King hates it. But it's also one of the main reasons why the movie is one of the Millions of reasons why the movie is so successful. This is a classic horror movie that it would be on everyone's list, but personally, it's one of my favorites and I'm hoping that Doctor Sleep, which is like the sequel to The Shining based off of the sequel to The Shining that Stephen King wrote. um, I hope that that is a worthy sequel. I don't know if it will be, but I'm looking forward to that. And then the second half of my Stephen King double feature is It, Um, Yeah, unlike The Shining, this one's on here again because it just is kind of a fun movie to me. Like I saw this, this was one of the first movies I saw at Cal my freshman year here. And I saw it with a movie theater full of other college students. Um, And it was just one of the best movie theater experiences I've ever had. Um, I think the childhood cast, like they're very obviously actually friends so their chemistry in that movie is really fun I think Richie and Eddie are such standouts in that movie like they have so many good one-liners scars guards Pennywise is scary but also funny um and it kind of has that stranger things vibe of just like kids like riding around on bikes like nostalgic very like open and shut adventure scary story and it was just so much fun to watch with a theater full of people so I always have so much fun rewatching that movie so two Stephen King movies <laughs> for my number two ranked yeah one of them is a bit more
0: introspect- introspective intelligent yeah. and the other one is a bit you know fun yeah both movies that if I was doing a scary movie list would be on my in my in my top ranked um Yeah, because honestly, I I also love Stephen King adaptations, and I think that they're a lot more tolerable than your traditional modern horror film. Um, My number one ranked is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. This is my favorite thing to watch, not just during Halloween, but I I love this movie. I think it's just a load of fun. Um, I'm obsessed with Tim Curry and Tim Curry's career. That man can do anything and everything. Um, and true. I think that this is obviously his best role, Dr. Frankenfurter. Um, I... I also, just wanted to give a quick shout out to the Glee episode oh in which God. they did <laughs> the the Rocky Horror picture, the Rocky Horror show, like the musical on stage, yes. and everyone was different characters. I just, it was iconic. It was like my favorite episode of Glee. Um, but going back to the actual Rocky Horror Picture Show, I think um, watching this movie like during Halloween, going to the live like the stage film sing-alongs. If like you guys haven't done that, I think it's like an like I think it's an experience that everything sh- like everyone should have at least once is seeing Rocky Horror live um, that's also something that's just a load of fun it is um filled with great songs that are infinitely singable and memorable and just yeah um my favorite song from from the Rocky Horror Picture Show is is Damn It Janet I think so yeah, I, I love this entire you, show. You entire can't really
1: movie. watch a Rocky Horror picture show like alone in your house. No, that's weird. <laughs> Rocky that's horror weird. picture it's a weird Show. experience. Yes, <laughs> as like a communal experience is very fun. I remember the first, the first and only time I've seen Rocky Horror was <laughs> when I was a freshman in high school and I like still had braces. And it's just such a funny experience to me because my mom like had to take me to Target because I was like, mom, like what do I wear to Rocky Horror? And like my mom was like, Grace, like Gracie, like we're gonna go, like we're gonna get you something, like you know, like not sexy. I don't know why my mom didn't say that. But like, <laughs> she was like, <laughs> she was like, sorry, this is going to off. She was like, we'll get you something to wear. And I remember I got like from Target. I got like a black like pencil skirt and then like a black sweater to wear over Were it. you Janet? No, I don't know. I just like wore all black. Okay, I was like, that's not what she dresses like. But also keep going. I had like black tights, and it was just so funny to me because I was like trying to look like I don't know like goth or sexy yeah, or Rocky Horror yeah, or whatever. Yeah. My mom was, like, so proud of this outfit we put together. <laughs> and again, I, like, have such baby face. I still have braces with my, like, rubber bands <laughs> in. And I go to Rocky Horror with all my friends. And they... Re- <laughs> and... Your first time you do that you go to Rocky Horror, they write on your forehead with lipstick. They'll either do like V for virgin because you've never been before or sometimes they'll write slut. And so I thought I was being funny. I was like, write slut on my forehead. <laughs> and then somebody like took a picture of all of us and I had slut on my forehead with <laughs> lipstick and I got tagged in it on Facebook. And my mother was like, Grace Ann, like take that down. She's like, you'll never be employed. <laughs> you have that on your Facebook. As, as a freshman <laughs> in high school, yeah. you'll never be employed. And I took it down so if you go to my Facebook, you will find zero evidence <laughs> that I've ever been to Rocky Horror, but I have been. Yeah. Um. And it's very fun, although I'll argue that Tim Curry's best role is in Clue. No.
0: The 1985 no. masterpiece greatest movie ever made. Fine. <laughs> in that case, I'll one-up you with a solid Home Alone 2 as, okay. as the concierge. That one's, okay. okay that one anyway, i was we, we, love, we love Tim Curry in this house. Um. <laughs> all right, Grace, you're number one. Mm. My number one is, in my opinion,
1: the best horror movie ever and the best modern, like the modern ish horror franchise of all time. And it's Scream. Wes Craven's Scream is literally the perfect movie. Um, It's one of my favorite movies, period. Not just horror movies. Um... It centers on Sydney Prescott. She lives in this small town, and the premise of the first movie, she lives in Westboro, is the name of the town. Um, and in the first movie, it's been a year since her mother's death, and around the year anniversary of her mother's death, uh, this masked killer, which we now refer to as Ghostface, starts terrorizing the town and killing teenagers. Um, Scream is excellent in that it is a complete deconstruction of the horror genre. And when it came out in the 90s, the horror genre had kind of stagnated. There weren't that many being made anymore. They were all super cliche. And so Scream like was meta and was very sharply meta before kind of, you know, any other movie did it. I mean, Cabin in the Woods, people always talk about Cabin in the Woods. It's like, ah, it's the perfect deconstruction of the horror genre, but like it is nowhere near as smart as Scream. Um, I mean, Scream includes discussions of like, if there's violence in movies, like, will there be violence in real life? And it kind of satirizes that whole notion. Um, it's an excellent whodunit. It's final twist in the first movie is awesome. It has so many funny lines and... It's opening scene with Drew Barrymore is the best horror... I've seen the ...opening scene ever. Yeah. It is... I I almost have the dialogue memorized because it's literally just, like, the perfect scene... The perfect exercise in building tension. The best part about it is when they advertise Scream, like, when it was first coming out. And based on the trailers and the poster and everything, everyone thought Drew Barrymore was going to be, like, yeah, the main the character. Name. Spoiler alert.
0: Yeah. <laughs> She's not. Because yeah. yeah. um,
1: she gets killed in the first scene. But my dad used to talk about how, like, when everyone saw it, like, the first scene was so shocking. Because you're like, I thought Drew Barrymore was the main, mm-hmm. main character. Like, it's just... It's such a tongue-in-cheek movie, but it's also sharply written it has good characters its plot is super engaging and you know it's continued commentary on the horror genre which continues throughout the franchise like Scream 2 is a commentary on I mean the opening scene of Scream 2 is like violence in the movies and like Uh, Discussing that topic again. It's satirizing horror sequels. I mean, Scream 4 is super underrated, too, because it has discussion of horror reboots. I mean, Scream continues to, like, give commentary on its own genre in a way that is super effective. Scream 3, we don't talk about, but anyway. Um, Yeah, Scream is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's incredible. It was one of the first horror movies I ever watched, and it's still kind of like the watershed for me. Um, I have a a framed poster of it in my apartment it's that good please go watch it it's a masterpiece
0: yeah this is my this is my i'm sorry moment but i've <laughs> never seen scream and i will i will for grace and also <laughs> for cinema um my really quick we just wanted to each do one pick that is each other's like realm of yeah. film, i guess um and that's I guess I'm, I'm going to go with the scary movie, even though I, I have seen a few. Uh, my favorite scary movie slash my go-to Halloween scary movie would be The Silence of the Lambs. It doesn't have anything to do with Halloween necessarily, but I think it is probably a perfect film. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, I think it's just obviously perfect performances um, history has smiled upon it as this like like exempt like this exemplary this is what horror should be not just horror but this is what true crime films should should be I mean this is not a true crime film this is fictional but um, this is what a crime film should look like this is what a horror film should look like um, performances. Uh, Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins are obviously remembered for their characters in this film. Their characters are always on lists of, like, these are the best film characters of all time, franchise characters of all time. And, yeah, I think it's one of those movies that regardless of whether or not you've actually seen it, it's like cultural impact has touched you in some way. You know who Hannibal Lecter is. You know what, like, the... You know what the the premise of the film is. And I think the fact that it's been so... I guess, ever present in people's lives since its release is just, this is it. This is, like, the horror movie. So, yeah. Also has maybe the best closing line in the
1: history oh, of the film. No, no, no. <laughs> it's so good. Um, yeah, I love Silence of the Lambs, one of my favorite movies. Uh, it wasn't on my list because it's a more of a psychological thriller um, film than straight-up mm-hmm. cheesy Halloween horror, but obviously... I worship at the altar of Silence of the Lambs, just like every other cinema fan. It's incredible. Um, And to close it out, my non-scary, wholesome Halloween pick is the episode of What's New Scooby-Doo titled A Scooby-Doo Halloween. Um, I
0: love What's New Scooby-Doo. I
1: I cannot emphasize enough. I've seen every piece of Scooby-Doo related media that exists. My family is obsessed with it. And so every Halloween, my family would watch this episode. It's not technically a movie. It's like 20 minutes, but Anika had a movie, so I will yeah. have a, I don't know, I had an episode of TV, yeah. so I will have an episode of TV. Um yeah, it's an episode of Scooby Doo. It's actually looking key hilarious. Uh, the band Kiss shows up like really? mid. Yes. They- like in cartoon
0: form. Yes. Amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like Scooby Doo and the gang go to like, I don't know, this little town and they're having like their annual Halloween festival and halfway through the episode, like, Kiss shows up to play at the festival and they're just there. Of um, course. <laughs> I think I vaguely remember this. Yeah. Like, it's like bringing things it's back So for me. good. Um, um, the monster, I think, is, like, an evil scarecrow that, like, comes to life and, like, carves scary shapes in the cornfields. Like, there's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, <Spooky>. like, <laughs> they're, like, looking out of the... Like, yeah, it's, like, evil scarecrows and, like, they have to run from them. Um, yeah. It's really corny and cheesy, but I have the episode basically memorized because yeah. I watch it literally every year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's... scooby is the best the absolute best you have to include it on a halloween list There you go (laughs) um anyway that was our list uh those were our lists of top ranked halloween films fun and scary um wherever you fall on that little wide spectrum of, of movie watching experiences around this time of year i hope that um you find something to watch and find something that you enjoy and i hope that you also have your favorites um yeah So thanks for listening and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.